0: It is time now for our 360 round. Today, we're talking fast food, fast casual dining, everything you want to know. Ethan Chernofsky is with us, CMO at Placer AI and Sean Dunlop, equity analyst at Morningstar. Glad you're both with us, gentlemen. So even I'll start with you. I know that you compile these great reports on some of the trends what consumers are doing, you know, people love to order online, less foot traffic I think you were talking about. We have a lot of these big names that everybody knows. What trends are you seeing?
1: So interestingly enough, we're seeing that many of these QSR brands leading fast casual players are seeing their visits actually trend back to where they were in 2019, if not already surpassing those numbers. And that's really significant because we know that the multi-channel strength that these brands have is a critical element to their success. So the fact that they're seeing people come in for in-location visits, they're spending a more amount of time in that store means that this is augmenting strength that they're already having in drive-through, delivery, takeaway.
0: Ah, OK, so there actually is improvement in the foot traffic. I was under the impression, even that it had uh, pulled back a little bit. Was it just during a short time, maybe during the Delta variant, that um, I had read that?
1: So that's, that's exactly right. What we had seen is that the numbers were really looking better and better through the summer. But then late summer into September, we saw those kind of visit gaps start to increase compared to 2019. But now in recent weeks and through October, we're seeing those numbers get better and actually move back toward, towards a really strong place like they were in late July, early August.
0: Right. And Sean, I know you comb through these numbers day and night. Uh, you looked through the McDonald's and you have a recap of the earnings there and some of the other names that you were focusing on. Um, Domino's Pizza, Chipotle, any ones that you think are, are best buys or what sets one apart from the other?
2: Yeah, at the moment, uh- Restaurant Brands International looks like the, uh, the most undervalued stock, certainly, that we cover in the space. And I think a big part of that, as you look at the companies that have the best digital capabilities, that have the most robust loyalty programs, that have seen the best traffic and comparable store sales figures, your Domino's, your Chipotle's, your McDonald's, they continue to trade uh, accordingly. Uh, whereas Restaurant Brands International has a little bit uh, more of a, a turbulent route, as you think about the turnaround in the Tim Hortons segment uh, and with Burger King as well in the United States. As a result, it looks like shares are trading a little bit lower than our assessment of fair value at the moment.
0: Ah, okay, so Burger King is under that umbrella, folks. So certainly a good one to know. Ethan, you, were also, you have a report on the comeback of some of the Yum brand names, right? KFC, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut. Um, tell us some of the findings there. What do people want or what are these companies doing right?
1: so i think it's the same pattern that's that's giving a boost to visits across the sector which is normalcy is coming back. We're seeing COVID cases decline. There's a tremendous amount of confidence that we could see a return to, to some degree of normalcy or more normalcy than we've seen in the past. And what we saw over the summer is that when that happens, the visits come back. And this doesn't necessarily take away from the strength that a brand like Pizza Hut has in delivery. It actually just augments that. And especially when you think of someone like, you know, McDonald's that has a breakfast offering. When people are going back to work, when they're going back to school normally, when they're spending more time in the office, That return of routine can really provide a boost to that morning segment, which is significant for so many of these brands in this space.
0: Right. Yeah. When breakfast came back and then there was the McRib that really helped McDonald's. I guess some of these specialty things can really put you over the top when it comes to the numbers. Sean, when you take a look at some of the the distinguished concepts of each one of these companies, a lot of IPOs are coming. What seems to be working? Um, some of the trends perhaps that you're seeing that seem to be working also on the dollars and cents of it in the books.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So what we've sort of seen is that as that uh, traffic has returned, the digital volumes have remained sticky. So a lot of the restaurants that have the drive-through capabilities, uh, the digital platforms, the third-party delivery integration, those restaurants have continued to outperform while sort of seeing that in-store traffic come back in terms of the IPO market, uh, obviously, it's heated up recently. And a big part of that is these, these concepts are selling into strength. They're selling into really high valuation multiples. Uh, and honestly, the, the industry looks good as traffic is starting to come back.
0: Right. And I know you can't comment on on some of the upcoming IPOs, but Sweetgreen, Panera, Portillo's. We actually spoke to Portillo's. Ethan, what are some of the trends that you think are working as people are getting back out there? Um, What happened to the obsession with being super healthy or planet conscious or any of those things? Are those still big trends?
1: So I think there's two really important things that are, that are driving this. And the first is, it's still a value-oriented way to get food. And one of the things that we tend to overlook when we, we see things like you know, uh, government incentives and, and the you know, people who have saved more money in the past is there's still many families who are, who are living with a sense of uncertainty. We don't know what's going to come in the next six months. We don't know if there'll be another rise in cases, hopefully no more shutdowns. But that element of uncertainty really gives a boost to QSR brands and to those who can hit in a multi-channel way and do so for a value. The other element that we have going Mm. for us is that we saw visits come back. We saw that people missed the experience of being out and about, and that's going to give a really significant boost, especially, you know, we mentioned Tim Hortons, but think about Starbucks over the holiday season. This is a brand that does incredibly well on Black Friday. They do incredibly well on their red cup, you know, free red cup day. November and December are a really significant piece of the puzzle for many brands, and things to, seem to be lining up for a really strong season.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. A lot for them to handle, too, as people are coming back, but they have all these inflationary pressures as costs have been on the rise and whether or not they'll be translating those right over to us, the consumers. We'll have a lot more to discuss going forward. Thank you both very, very much, Sean Dunlop at Morningstar and Ethan Chernovsky at Placer AI. Thank you. Great conversation. Everybody go get something to eat now. Thank you. Appreciate it.